Hello and welcome to episode 46. 46. Oh, shit. I didn't fucking look, so I'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll check it out later. Yeah, no, we'll it's it 46. I'm actually looking at the uh, the files, and I think I'm absolutely right this time. It's episode 46. Okay. And cool, cool, uh, cool. we're actually doing a diehard-like movie this time, Hostage. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. And now, I'm just, when I say it's pretty good, I mean it's pretty good in relation to it being a diehard movie, not the movie <laughs> itself overall. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of liked it. I'd never seen it before. Actually, it was it kind of just like fell under the radar for me. So, like going back and watching it, it was kind of, I was kind of impressed by it. Actually, I mean, it wasn't. Right. I don't know if I would watch it again because it's a little slow. But yeah. I, it wasn't like a bad movie. It just was actually it was just when, kind of... when you say it's a little slow, it kind of reminded me of the old Sam Peckinpah movie Straw Dogs. Is that what it was mm, called? Okay. The Dustin Hoffman movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How like like all of the actions conv- condensed into like the last fifteen minutes of the film, basically. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> you know, and I mean, sure, there's a little action with the kid being creepy, and the other kid mm. who's even creepier shoots the cop, and all that. But then it's kind of like, okay, back to being slow. Yeah, I'd I, I like to say the, the the opening, the first opening sequence was fucking like really good, really legit. It was. And I was kind of hoping. I, I was kind of hoping I would see like Bruce Willis in a beard for the entire movie. That's that's an awesome Bruce Willis. Sure. That fucking beard and the hair. Yeah, like, he looked. Like, he did look. Bruce Willis <laughs> did look fucking good there. And uh, what was the Jet Li movie that we watched that had a very similar opening, like the Speed Clone? With the oh, guy yeah, on the bus, it? and Jet Li's like trying to negotiate with the dude, and he's like, "Nah, screw it, I'm gonna kill a bus full of kids." There's actually the exact same opening because he's running towards the bus too, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely saw that, but I don't remember what the name of the movie is. I keep wanting to say it's City Hunter, but it's definitely not City Hunter. That's the freaking Jackie Chan classic. I think it's the high risk slash meltdown. High, high risk slash meltdown, depending on who you ask. That's right. <laughs> what, or what country you're in. Right, what, what country you you're have. in. Yeah, one version's high risk and one version's meltdown. Yeah. Uh, and I definitely but, saw the intro being very similar to that movie because I was like, oh, yeah, look, he's got it all con- under control. And it's like, nope, this dude's a freaking psycho. He's going to kill his children. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second because I have watched. In between the last movie that we did, this movie, I've watched like four or five other movies. Right. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure like four out of five of the movies have had some sort of dead child in it. Really? So, so like, it's like lately, all of my movies have just been like, and like I just had like I, I'm, I have a, I have a, a son who's almost two. So yeah. every movie is 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 practically like 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 just like like like. Like terrifying for me, so every time sure. I watch one of these movies, I'm like, I was like, oh my god, please stop, it please hit, stop it this. It's way closer to home. <laughs> so then I'm just like, hey, let's watch. I'm gonna watch Hostage. Oh, sweet, the first half, half, half hour. Sweet, dead, dead kid. Yeah, oh, fuck. But you know, god damn it. I would like to, I would like to give some John Car- John Carpenter some credit because of like dead kid intros. Uh, the original Assault on Precinct 17, I still think, is, like, the most shocking. You know, and even though, you know, like, 
like in Hostage, you know, there was two dead kids in that, and they were. It was a pretty brutal kind of intro, but it's still not as <laughs> yeah. brutal as that dude. Just like he just like pulls up and he's like, "Hey, it's a little girl. I'm gonna fucking shoot her," and it just like leaves yeah. you with your jaw on the floor. Like that is so horrific, you know? Like it. it <laughs> Yeah, well, I watched I watched, I watched a movie, this movie called The Salvation, where Mads, it's a Western, and Mads Mikkelsen's basically, like, picks up his wife and, and kid, like, 10-year-old kid, boy right. from uh, from uh, Denmark. He's, you know, the Danish, okay. and they're coming from Denmark. So they're in a, a stagecoach going back to their place, and, of course, these two other guys, get, unsavory types, get into the coach with him, you know, and kick him out of the coach, and, you know... Rape his rape his wife and then kill his his child. Child, yeah. <laughs> so so he comes good. he comes upon he comes upon the coach like later on. It's all burned and there's there's bodies everywhere. I was like, this is terrible. This is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> is, you know, yeah, it's a good if, movie, but like if I was like a bad guy and I hijack some people and somebody in my crew goes, hey, you know, it'd be a really good idea is let's rape this dude's wife and kill his kid. I would be like, look, man, have you ever seen any movies ever? Because that's like the one time you get like regular normal dude go fucking psycho and kill all of us. Yeah, it's like I don't know why you don't kill Mads. Well, first of all, it's Mads Mikkelsen. You should know better. Sure. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's a fair. That's a fair point. But if you're going to kick him out of the coach, you got to make sure he's dead. <laughs> like, but, like, just, like, look at, like, Mad Max, you know? I mean, oh yeah, he was, like, it was just, like, no fair. Like, the bad guys all of a sudden were stacked out. Or, or Death Wish. And the great thing about Death Wish, or at least in the original one, is, mm. you know, they rape his wife. I don't know if they kill his daughter. I think they do kill his daughter. They rape his wife and kill his daughter. And... You know, he didn't even go after the bad guys who does it. He just goes after anybody who, like, resembles Everybody. them, you know? <laughs> like, if they're kind of like those dudes, they're fucking gone, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, anyway, like, dude, like, so every time I try to find another movie, I'm just like, is there a dead, day, a dead kid in it? Okay, let's not watch that. So I just fucking, like... Right. Well, Give me Kung Fu Panda, please. And now, to be fair to Hostage, <laughs> to be fair to Hostage, the bad guys, they don't rape his wife, and they don't kill his kid. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, maybe yeah, they rape yeah, the his actual... wife, we don't know. But it doesn't matter. He still kills everybody. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. Like, all of them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a good performance by Willis, for sure. Um, he does, like, go kind of... You know Bruce Willis at the end, sort of, but but he's very there, he's just... very restrained up until that point, isn't he? <laughs> yes, he is. I don't know. I just yeah. I mean, it's it's a fine movie. I guess we talk about the the bad guys, the three kids who like kind of take kidnap the the the, the, the guy and his daughter. Yeah, yeah the family the basically dude and his kids. Yeah. I mean, those guys were like really boring, but they kept going back to them. I was like, I don't fucking care about these. Right. Dude, well, like... like it was like the guy who wrote the script was like just <laughs> insert some bad people, and it was like okay, you know, like they were like we're not going to give them any depth or motivation other than, you know, the one kid's like all fucked up, and the other kid like and his brother are all fucked up, and his little brother kind of has a little sense, but not sense enough to be like I'm fucking out of out of this. This is dumb. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed the the very end. Like, just jump to the end of it. 
the there's the one guy who's more psycho than the other two kids. You know, he kills the other two kids eventually. Yeah, and, and this is Ben Foster, who's who's I like I like Ben Foster a lot. Right, but the, but when he comes out, the way he's got the like the Molotov cocktails, I'm just like, you know what? I'm kind of on your side, man. Like yeah. I don't know. Like, well, and like... you know, I was impressed. I was impressed. I was like, oh man, these guys are like highly trained professional killers. They're so good that that they can fool every law enforcement agency that they're you know police officers or their FBI, and they're gonna roll in there and they're gonna kill the shit out of them kids, and then. Like Mars just starts murdering them, just like outsmarting <laughs> them at every turn. He's like, "Oh yeah, well you may be some crack military team hired by some drug overlord, but I'm gonna drop a Molotov cocktail made out of gasoline on your head." <laughs> That's right. He just like he just like dumps a bunch of gasoline down on him and just like lights it and like there you go. yeah, and he does like the uh. You know, the whole, like, I'm going to hide in the vent, and then I'm going to hang upside down and shoot you in the head move. Like, that's, like, superhero move. That's not really super villain move, you know? That's, like, uh, that's, like, that's like a straight-up uh, professional. Mm-hmm. It's a professional movie. Like, I think Jean Reno does that at one point in that movie. Yeah, he's absolutely sure. way more formidable than you think he is. Yeah, I mean, I kept, I kept it was funny because I kept thinking, as like, when I was watching it, I was like, at one point, basically, the little kid is basically John McClane, and then <laughs> Bruce Willis is right. basically the the the, the, the um, Sergeant the, the, Al Pal yeah, outside. Yeah, the, the black dude that likes the Twinkies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because one point, I was like, "Wait a second, he's the, like, what? Uh, definitely." Because he's all like scurrying around the, in the vents, and he's got the whole house like mapped out, and he gets the DVDs, and um, yeah. you know, Bruce Willis is coaching him through the whole thing. Um, and I can't help but feel like if, like, there wouldn't have even really been a movie if that girl had just, like, made out with one of those dudes and, like, you know, been like, hey, don't steal my dad's car. Like, why don't me and you go up to make out point and you can feel my tits? Like, and then they'd be like, okay, we're not going to, like, start this psycho bullshit. We'll just go make out with you somewhere. Like, I feel like she could have took one for the team and she didn't. Yeah, I feel like that's usually the problem, and that's yeah, with today as well. <laughs> in general, it's just like it's just like it's like the dudes just want to get laid and they're frustrated because they can't like you know touch some boobs. And yeah, it's like, like that know. was like, the, like I felt like it was the whole like motivation for this thing was that these two poor bastards were too psycho to you know like they had like the perpetual nice guy syndrome going on and and like now it's like that's what happens when you sexually frustrate them dumb bastards. <laughs> but the one guy wasn't a nice guy. He was just psycho. But yeah, he, he was just psycho. He was just the creepy part of the nice guy. <laughs> that was funny too because he basically became John McClane one point two. Like when when like we were saying when the the fake FBI guy slash mobsters come into the the house, he basically becomes John McClane and yeah. he's running around the air ducts and killing everybody. I was like, what is that? What's happening? Yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, I was everybody becomes McClane at some point. Well, and okay, and how about the freaking accountant? Like, okay, Bruce Willis goes through a living hell to sell that guy's or to save that guy's kids because they're gonna kill him, and we all know that the FBI fake guys are gonna kill him, or the kids are the freaking psycho kids. Somebody's gonna kill them too, and he does yeah. everything he can to save them. And then the first thing when they first meet, he just immediately sells them out. Like he's like. 
okay, well, you got to kill him because he hasn't seen any of your faces, but he's seen my face, so we got to off that dude. And I'm like, well, how's that for some shit? You know, like a little <laughs> gratitude. And then he grabs the he grabs the fake gunman's gun and shoots the freaking guy that, like, like, first he wants him to kill Bruce Willis, and then when he doesn't do it, mm. he's like, all right, well, I'll just freaking murder you in cold blood. Like, if he's got the ability to murder somebody in cold blood like that fast, why didn't he just shoot Bruce Willis? That's why I thought I was wondering too, like, like, because after like, Bruce Willis takes out all those dudes, he's just like the the count is just like, whoa, that's crazy. I'm like, you just shot a dude in the head, like yeah. point blank with no, no 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 provocation. Like you just like off some dude, and he's like, it's like what? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and it's Kevin Pollack too, so you can't believe like you don't believe he's a tough guy for a second. No, not at all. He's just that's <laughs> not the guy he plays. <laughs> Um, no, and, and I, I had a problem with that the whole time I'm watching it because it's just like I kept thinking, holy shit, the ramifications like the day after all this goes down is really going to suck for both of those guys. Like, you know, yeah, sure, he's the chief of police, but he also like assaulted a freaking black lady who's another police officer. And then he runs off into a building that the FBI supposedly is taking over. And, you know, when they walk in there, there's going to be like freaking eight bodies of like burned up dead people and they're going to be like you know you might have a little explaining to do dude yeah i was i was kind of confused at who was in charge and how many rules he was breaking at any point in time because yeah. like he was just like he was just like let me go talk to him like wait i thought what and you just walk in and i was like what is happening and like and I yeah just... let's talk about the the assault the, the, the attempted assault on the uh on the black like um the black woman who was in charge yeah like, like, he's like, whoa, like, come yeah. on. Like, she was like, you're really out of your element, dude. And he's like, I will prove you wrong by trying to punch you in the face. It's like, what? <laughs> he's like he like lunged at her. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I was like, no offense. I am not on Bruce's side on the, at this point. No, yeah. it's like, yeah, no, it's, like, come on. It's like, man, that's not looking good at all. But like, I just, I can't help it. Cause you know, he's a cop and I can't help it. But to try and think of the report that he's got to write on that. Like <laughs> I, I feared for my life. So I shot him. He he then twitched a little, so I shot him another seven times until my clip was empty. Like that's not <laughs> gonna fly very well. And the forensics are gonna say that he shot that dude eleven or twelve times. And I, I, I mean, I guess that's the point. That is that you know, at least in his mind, he was he was giving up everything. And sure, there was gonna be consequences. I mean, at the very least, he's getting fired. But I'm going to say it might be even a little worse than that for poor Bruce. But, you know, at least he got his wife and his kid out, you know? Yeah, let's, let's talk about his wife. Let's go back to his wife. It's the first scene of, with of, with his wife. It's just it, she's basically just, like, giving out exposition. <laughs> like, like right. and, 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 and basically she's, I don't know if you could tell, but she was, like, so dubbed. She's so, like, clearly mm -hmm. dubbed. So all the, all the, all the, all of her, like, lines were just like, hey, Bruce, what about our kid? Maybe you should tell him why we have why you got this new job. I'm like, that's what the fuck is that? Like, he, he looks like he's had this job for a while now. I think she should know by now why he has this, this job. job. Yeah, he's married and has a daughter with her. And I, I mean, you get the impression they're separated too. I believe, but yeah, but like it seems like he's had his job for a while. So it's like I feel like the daughter would have known like why and how. I and mean, it's like sure. I feel like it would have been in the papers or something. Somebody would have said something about, you know. See, now part of the problem is is that we're coming off, we're looking at this right after we watched Meatball Machine uh, 2. Mm. And, you know, that plot was so involved and so, 
you know, there was so much meat in the uh, the plot of that one, if you will. That, yes. that you know, when you <laughs> yes. start really looking at the plot of Hostage, it's really easy to like kind of poke holes in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like the begin- the opening is just kind of like a little very clunky with him. Yeah, and like I don't know, it's like he seemed really after that first scene where he's so distraught over the the the, the dead kid and stuff. He goes, you know, to the small town to be like a sheriff. He seems to be having an okay time. He seems to be like he's joking with everybody. He's just like he's in yeah, like he's dude. over like, it. You know, you'd, in, you'd think he looks fucking this, good. Like, yeah, he looks fucking alcohol. fit. Yeah, he should be like <laughs> a worthless alcoholic in that moment. Like ruined his life. He should be like a fucking like 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 a night watchman or something or like security. Like it's just like yeah, I mean something like that. Yeah, but he's like the head of the, the sheriff department. Is like quiet towns like this he looks all right man like he's he's good like yeah now my uncle lives in ventura but i i guess that's not the town that he's actually in he's in ventura county which is maybe like 10 miles from there or something i'm not sure like, i think i looked it up because I, I looked up where they, they were filming it but i wasn't like where the locations were but i forget what it said you know, right it's been, i don't retain much anymore it's um terrible <clears throat> Did you see on the wall, on the, the, the girl's wall, the poster? Did you I, see the poster? I thought it was a poster for the movie State of Grace. No, it was another State of Mind. No, but then I thought maybe it's another State of Mind, which is a classic uh, documentary on social distortion and kind of the whole punk scene yeah. in like the early 80s. Um, it used to be very hard to get. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I, Whenever I watched it, it was, I think, recorded yeah. off of... Some, like it was on at like three o'clock in the morning on USA Network, and somebody recorded it, and then everybody like copied it and freaking passed it around. Yeah, I got copied through. I think I remember buying a social distortion CD at some point, and they had like a bunch of like they would have like a little like like uh, almost like a catalog, like one page catalog of stuff that they had. Right, and they had another state of mind VHS tape, like as one of the things. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. So I, I got that, and that's that's why I got I got a VHS copy, and it's still it's sitting up on my shelf over here now. Actually, that's awesome. But yeah. then, then, I was just like, I was just like, "Oh, that's that's pretty cool." She doesn't seem that cool though. <laughs> like to be honest, like I don't know. Well, you know, it's weird. Hollywood has like a certain type, and they'll show it off. <laughs> like they'll be wearing yeah. the Joy Division T-shirt or. Mm. You know, I think she had an and that's probably just like that's probably just that, on her door. That's probably just like that's probably just like the, the designer. You know, it's, it, it has nothing to do. It's just like, well, I like this band, so I'm sure she would. Bam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, I would throw up a, a social distortion poster up in anybody's room as well. If I was yeah, doing th- that. That's actually kind of weird. I I was really sort of flipped out about it. Um, I don't know if what's the movie Thirteen Reasons Why. It was a series on Netflix. <laughs> Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, like, it was weird because, like, the whole soundtrack and the movie in that was, mm. like, stuff that we listened to. And I couldn't figure out if it was, like, they're trying to say that teenagers now, like, edgy teenagers still listen to the stuff that we listen to when we were edgy yeah. teenagers. Or, like, the people who made the show are trying to think back to when they were edgy teenagers and it was like, okay, this is the kind of music I'm listening to. Like, in the, the, the one guy... um. 
is actually listening to social like the kind of rebel greaser kid is actually listening to social distortion in his freaking mm. car and there's like Jesus and Mary Chain and Mazzy Star and like everybody from like eighty eight to like ninety one or so that you know, if you were a freaking cool like <laughs> punk rock kid you'd listen to was included in that soundtrack. And I, I just could I was like, maybe it's just that the you know, like I don't think kids really listen to that anymore. I mean, at least the kids that I know, they don't really listen to that anymore. Um, but you know, the edgy. Show I don't know anybody was, who listens to Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus and Mary. Jesus and Mary. Yeah. Like I love those guys, but it's like I don't know anybody who like I don't know anybody of my age like around. Like, I know that listens to those guys. Yeah. I love those guys, but yeah. Sure. Um. And, well, and I mean, the, the to be fair too, it's it's from the Darklands album, which is like an amazing mm. if you're like melancholy kind of depressed teenager that's like an mm. amazing freaking album to do that or to represent that uh but you're right like you know and it, at one point one of the characters is listening to jesus and mary chain darklands and i was like wow that's kind of obscure you know um and you're right i, I also love those guys and listen to them still a little bit but not very often yeah. um and yeah they, hard they just, they an album of What's that? I'd be hard pressed to name anybody other than you that would listen to them, too, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anybody. And like, I think they just came out with an album a couple of years ago. I mean, it was actually it was like a comeback album type of thing, right? Because they've been broken up for a while, and it was actually really fucking good too. Nice. I remember listening to a little bit. Of it. Well, most of their stuff is really good. Like, I think Darklands is an absolute masterpiece, but I mean, most of their music's good. And um, speaking of which, Mazzy Star put out an album after being broken up for many many years in I think 2010, and uh, oh, nice. it, it's pretty good too, actually. Um, it's more she, kind she, of experimental. Oh, go ahead. She, oh, she she did an album fairly recently too, I think, or a couple of years ago. I'm not sure when. Right. Was it, it's a little more recent, like Hope Sandoval, and I forget what it was called. It's, it's it's like her name and like the band. Yeah. It's what what the band's called, and but it was really good. And it's basically Mazzy Star. Nice. But like I remember when and when Emmett was first born, I found that album and put it on and yeah. like put him right to sleep which was awesome it's awesome yeah no she has one of the most soothing voices of all history um i'll have to look that i'll have to look that up like i actually got the mazzy star album and um somebody else yeah. in the discussion where that was mentioned said yeah yeah and she's got a couple solo albums that are good too and i don't think i've ever listened yeah. to them yeah, it's basically just more Mazzy Star. I, the, for my own, sounds like sure. to me. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I Hope Sandoval was a huge part of that sound because it was really, it was really just like Hope Sandoval and her ex-boyfriend and a drummer was Mazzy mm. Star. Um, yeah, and I, I think it was kind of a cool dynamic because, like, I guess the the guitarist was her boyfriend and then they broke up and then they started Mazzy Star. So like, it was kind of cool that all of those songs were like ridiculously hopeful, but also ridiculously depressing because basically it was <laughs> made by a fucking chicken and her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> weren't they, wasn't Mazzy Hope and like uh, one of the Jesus and Mary Chain guys, weren't they together for a while? Yes. Yeah. And while she was in Mazzy Star, they were, I believe yeah. at least dating, but they may have actually gotten married. I'm not sure. They put out a really good. What was it? They they have the one album where they did like a duet and it's really fucking good. Yeah, it's on one of the Jesus and Mary Chain albums. Yeah, it's a, I love that song. Yeah, to this day it's still like a solid song. Those guys. Right, and it was actually <clears throat> a song that got some airplay back in the day, mm. at least on MTV's like alternative stuff, you know. 
Yeah, they were like a good good mainstay on like soundtracks, weird soundtracks, like like yeah, well, weirdly. And the the freaking fade into you song has been used in so many songs. Soundtracks. <laughs> yeah. It's like the go to "I love you" song, you know. Yeah, I feel like it was just used. It's usually commercials now too, isn't it, or something? Could be. It could be. I, I like, like. It's funny though when I mentioned uh, like I, that I like Mazzy Star. People are like, I don't think I've heard them. I'm like, oh, trust me, you've heard them. <laughs> you know, you may not know that you've heard them, but if you've watched TV or movies in the last 20 years, I'm sure that you've heard them at some point. You know that one song that they play? They they break out like when they need to. Yeah. She will. I guess she will sell it to anybody, which is fine. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, good for them, really. Yeah, I would, I would sell my shit too. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, so I guess this is kind of a testament to how great of a movie Hostage is that we've all gone all the way to freaking Jesus and Mary Chain's career and the Mazzy Star. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a fine, it's a fine movie. I looked up when it came out because I don't think it did very well. It was in two thousand five. Right. And I was kind of shocked because it's like, well, Bruce Willis was still pretty, pretty solid at the time. I thought, sure. and like, and like, actually, the movies in two thousand five, there wasn't that many like mind blowing movies. Like they had Batman Begins, which is good, yeah, and like Attack of the No Revenge of the Sith, which I like both of those, but like, like full blown action movies, I don't. There, there wasn't much, so I'm shocked that it didn't do. Even though yeah, it's like right. not a full blown action movie, it's more along the lines of a, like your basic. Yeah, kind of Hollywood. Yeah, it absolutely follows the formula. Uh, But I don't know. It it does have a real kind of B movie feel to it, too, doesn't it? I mean, it's nowhere near as good as, like, say, like barbed wire, but it does have that kind of. (laughs) You're going to say skyscraper, weren't you? (laughs) No, no, I can't. I thought about about saying skyscraper, but then I thought I'd better not, like, compare the two. I don't want to put them in the same category, you know? (laughs) It'd be terrible. I would, yeah. I would never yeah, insult but... skyscraper like that <laughs> yeah that's what it felt like too and it was like really slick looking and i think maybe to a detriment it was a little too slick looking yeah because it, it did have a b-movie type feel and i think a little grittier a dirtier type of movie where like would have uh would have been better for this type uh, of and, thing. Like, I think you're right there too, just because of the whole overtone is, you know, there's kidnapped kids and dead kids and crazy kids. There's a bunch of like, uh, there's a lot of really dark overtones in the movies, and it's not quite as dark as you think you could really be. And then the mobsters are just like pretty much, you know, your, your B movie mobster type guys. You know, what I mean, kidnapping his wife and child to make him do something. It's right. Like, and what well, you know, and it was weird because I found like <laughs> I found that they were like really interested. Like I, or I was really interested in their story. Like I wanted to know, like, what is this guy laundering for? Are they drug lords? Are they human traffickers? Or I mean, I just wanted to know like how they got all this money, and they never really tell you. <laughs> yeah, I think I think what would have helped too. This is always my thing too when I'm watching. I'm like, do we need this scene? Do we need these scenes of these other people? And like the first like scenes with the kids and stuff, like yeah. when they go into the house and all that stuff, you could cut all that shit out and just have it go going to like Bruce Willis going to the house. You know, I mean, that was all, that was all you would need. Like yeah. from that, like it's like cut to like him, and then we could, we could discover what's happening with him instead of knowing what's happening and kind of being like, nah, these guys are, man, whatever. Right. <clears throat> 
That's my theory, hostage. Take I think, note. I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> and we'll have to go back in time and kick those guys in the balls and tell them they should just cut half of the... Or not, not maybe not half, but at least a good chunk of the movie movie out. Like maybe like the first fifteen minutes when he, the, the bad guys killing all the kids, and then like the last fifteen minutes when Bruce Willis is killing all the bad guys and the kids. Yeah, and just like marry them together. Yeah, yeah. hostage fan, hostage fan cut. Get get on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> jump in to get some fan film out of that. <laughs> hostage fan. <laughs> There'll be two people. Awesome. Yeah. And then you do the like two people listening. We'd interspose Anna Nicole's tits into it a little bit somewhere, just like randomly. We just cut into the like sex scenes from that movie too, just how they do randomly, just kinda like <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> that could work. That all I mean it always works. Always. Yeah. But yeah, but um we, we did it. We did twenty eight Point seven minutes on, uh, on hostage. Well, and it was. Uh, I mean, at least we did it a diehard like movie. This, I would say, this is one <laughs> of the more diehard like movies we've watched. Uh, it's definitely not diehard, but uh, it definitely has mm-hmm. those attributes. I would say that it was funny. I saw a review. It said uh, an art house diehard, which I don't agree with at all. <laughs> but yeah. I was like, well, at least it was like somebody else was thinking it, I guess. Right. At least it was somewhat <laughs> the way to go is kind of diehardy, but it's a little kid who's John McClane, and it's actually Bruce Willis who is the dude who likes Twinkies. I'd like to say it's a, it's a more violent Home Alone instead. You know, <laughs> yeah. Home Alone is te- te- technically a, a diehardy type of movie too, but like I'd say it's a, more of a violent home alone. Yeah, more violent, a, a dark, a dark home alone. Yeah, it's very dark. Nice. <clears throat> All right. All right. Cool. Tune in next week when we watch uh, "The Grinch Stole Christmas." <laughs> yes. I mean, not really. I don't think that's an appropriate diehard like movie. I heard. I heard it's a very Doctor Seussy diehard movie. Yeah. Tiff die Doctor Seuss did <laughs> diehard. All right. See you guys. Bye.